You're listening to Mandarin from the Ground Up, where we learn to speak Mandarin by speaking Mandarin. This is Season 3, Episode 1. Welcome back. Today's lesson is going to be a little bit different from the last two seasons. Today I'd like to introduce a series I've been working on that is specifically focused on tones. If you've ever had any difficulty remembering tones, or hearing tones accurately, being able to tell the difference between different tones when they're used in natural speech, then this series is especially for you. But even if you already have a pretty good handle on tones, I think you'll still probably get something from this. Okay, but hold on a second. Didn't we already talk about tones in Season 1, Episode 7? Why are we coming back to it now? Why dedicate a whole series to this subject? Everything else gets built on top of sound. Hearing, speaking, communicating. And tones are an important part of the pronunciation of Mandarin. So I want you to have a solid foundation. And let's be real here, tones are challenging. If you're like me, and many other people who didn't grow up speaking a tonal language, they can be really hard to get a handle on. I remember when I first started learning Mandarin, I had a really hard time telling the difference between the second tone and the third tone, ma and ma, especially the way people actually spoke them. If you enunciated them slowly and clearly, like I just did, it wasn't so bad. But people don't normally enunciate every single word and tone like that in everyday speech. Native speakers have a frustrating habit of running all the sounds together into one long, unbroken, rapid-fire stream of sound. This is hard enough without tones, but with tones? I mean, it's understandable why so many people put off learning them, or even ignore them, indefinitely. I even hear some people thinking, well, if native speakers don't even enunciate the tones clearly, why should we? Maybe we can just fake it. They'll understand us anyway, right? I'm sorry to say, it doesn't work like that. The reason native speakers get to run their sounds together into some sort of mush is that they are actually masters at the pronunciation of their own language. They can actually hear much more subtle differences than beginners can. So what sounds like mush to a beginner, to a native speaker is actually very clear. Not to belabor the point, but to a beginner, the difference between using tones and ignoring tones might not seem like much, but to a native Mandarin speaker, it's the difference between order and chaos. Mandarin has way more homophones than English, or lots of other non-tonal languages. Without tones, practically every word in Mandarin could mean dozens of different things. Even when you can guess what they're saying, listening to someone who speaks Mandarin fluently but without a good grasp of tones is a lot of work, to say the least. Now, I don't say this to scare you or stress you out. If you're just a beginner, of course, give yourself a pass to make as many mistakes as you need. What matters isn't how well you're speaking now or how few mistakes you make now, tone-related or otherwise. What matters is that we're improving, learning the tones as we go, getting more and more familiar with them, learning to hear them more and more clearly, not ignoring them. A few months or years from now, you'll be speaking Mandarin much more fluently than you are today, and we want to make sure the tones aren't getting in the way 
of your communicating with people. Let's just review the four basic tones. If we count them, one, two, three, four, they sound like this. One, two, three, four. Imagine you have a baseball, and each tone is represented by an action you can do with the baseball. If you want, you can even stand up and do the motions along with me while you're listening. This might feel silly, but moving actually makes things more memorable. The first tone, again, is flat and high. For this one, imagine there's a string attached to the ball, and you're swinging the ball in a circle above your head. Imagine you're swinging the ball so fast it actually starts to make a humming noise in the air, like this. That's the first tone. In Mandarin, it's used in the word for mother. Ma. For the second tone, you take the ball and toss it up in the air as high as you can. It just keeps going up and up and up and up, like whoop. This tone is used in the word for hemp, ma. For the third tone, the ball comes back down and you catch it. You catch it gracefully, so it just kind of thuds into the cradle of your arms, like this, thud. This is used in the word for horse, ma. You might sometimes hear it said with a little bounce at the end, ma, ma. But more often it just kind of thuds, ma, ma. Now with the fourth tone, you hold the ball high over your head, and you hurl it down at the ground as hard as you can. Wham! Into the ground. This is used in the Mandarin word for scold. Ma! So, to review, there's swinging it over your head. Ma! Tossing it up in the air. Ma! Catching it. Ma! And throwing it at the ground. Ma! There's also a neutral tone, which isn't really a tone at all, but it's actually the absence of a tone. It's short and clipped. It's used, for example, in the particle that indicates a question, ma. Not to be confused with the first tone, ma, which is longer. This is just ma. So, how do we master the tones? and the pronunciation more generally, when native Mandarin speakers don't always speak like a textbook. It was pure luck that early on in my Mandarin journey, I was introduced to the concept of tone pairs. This concept helped me get closer to understanding how tones are actually spoken in real life. It was the key that finally helped me crack the code, so to speak, and start to be able to recognize the tones in words that people were saying to me. Why is this the case? It turns out that spoken Mandarin tends to naturally combine tones into pairs. Let me illustrate this with an example. This means actors can dance. Did you hear how those six characters get combined into pairs? If I said each word individually, it would sound weird. It would sound like this. But that's not how people really speak. They say, Three tone pairs. Now let's try to hear what tones they are. The first pair, Can you guess? The first one, 
is like catching the ball, the third tone. The second one, yuan, is throwing it back up, the second tone, yan yuan. Okay, what about the next one? Kui. Ke is rising, so you throw the ball up, and then yi. You catch it. Two, three. Ke yi. Yan yuan. Ke yi. This illustrates another reason why learning tones in pairs is so important. If you studied this word, ke yi, which means can, you might have learned that both characters are actually the third tone. But if it was pronounced like that, it would be ke yi. Instead, it's ke yi. This is because tones are influenced by their context, by the other tones around them. <laughs> okay, what? So not only do we need to memorize the tones of every single word, we also need to remember how they influence each other in context? Thankfully, no. We don't need to actually memorize any of this stuff. There's another way. I'm assuming you have some kind of natural intonation when you speak English. It might not be the same as mine, but it's natural. There's a natural cadence to your voice when you speak, right? Where did that come from? I'm willing to bet you learned it from experience, by imitation. You never sat down and memorized the cadence of every word, how it was influenced by context, right? For the same reason, you don't need to do this with the tones in Mandarin. What you do need to do is learn how to recognize the tones, how to use them. Once you recognize them, you can hear them, then you can start to imitate them accurately. Learning that kui is pronounced kui and not pronounced kui isn't a matter of memorization, it's a matter of familiarity. If you can hear clearly, if you recognize the tones when you hear them, then naturally, as you go about practicing Mandarin in your life, you'll be exposed dozens, hundreds, eventually even thousands of times to the sound, kui. You'll start to recognize it as something familiar. By the same token, you won't hear people saying kui. So that particular sound pattern will always sound strange to your ears. This is exactly how native speakers learn to speak. They don't know how things sound. They feel how things sound. You can do the same thing, and it all starts by being able to recognize clearly the sounds that you're hearing. In the following 16 lessons, we're going to look at each unique tone pair, one at a time. We'll practice each one first with a contrived phrase composed entirely of that one tone pair. And that's so that we can get familiar with the sounds, recognizing the unique tone signature of that pair. Then we'll practice hearing it as part of a longer passage or dialogue so that we can practice picking it out in natural speech. The goal is that by the end of 16 lessons, we will be so familiar with each tone pair that we can notice them without thinking about it. After all that talk, let's jump right in and hear the first phrase. Ready? Just listen. Okay. Did you recognize the tones? Did you hear any words you know? If not, that's totally fine. For now, we're just focusing on the sounds. 
I'll say it one more time slowly. If you didn't understand this at all, and even if you don't know what tone pair it is, that's fine. We're going to take it apart now piece by piece. So, what are the tones? So, if we split it in half, the first half is What does that sound like? If we think of it in terms of the mnemonic we learned at the beginning, it's like the ball thudding into your arms, right? So it's the third tone. Duh. And then the second half. Duh, duh, duh. It's going up again, right? So that's the second tone. Duh, duh. So we've got third tone, second tone. Let's listen one more time. Like I said, it's contrived. But to be fair, this is how this phrase would be said if anybody said such a silly phrase. Anyway, let's get to the meaning. What does it mean? We'll start from the end and work backwards toward the beginning. So, the last word was daja. Daja is a really useful word. It means on sale or to give a discount. You see and hear this all the time in shops and stores. Daja. So what is on sale? Taomei. Taomei means strawberries. So strawberries are on sale. Cool. What kind of strawberries? Meiguo. You might recognize this word meaning America or USA. So Meiguo Taomei is how we say American strawberries. And the American strawberries are what? They're Daja. Daja on sale. Notice how I can say it with different intonations, even though the tones are still the same. Okay, but are they really on sale? The word before that is iwei. means to think something that is probably mistaken. So, means to think American strawberries are on sale. Before that, we had lai means originally or at first. So, means to have thought something at first. So, what does this mean? Well, to have originally thought American strawberries were on sale. Who thought this? Dao Yo means tour guide. So, yeah, the tour guide thought the American strawberries were on sale. Dao Yo Banai Iwei, Meiguo Tsao Mei Da Zhe. So, by now, this tone pair is probably sounding pretty familiar. That's good. If you haven't already, I would like you to practice saying it out loud with me. I'll say a portion of the phrase, and then there will be a short pause, and I'd like you to repeat out loud exactly what you hear, paying special attention to the tones. Ready? Da zhe. Da zhe. 
草莓打折，草莓打折，美国草莓打折，美国草莓打折，以为美国草莓打折，以为美国草莓打折。本来以为，本来以为美国草莓打折。导游本来以为，导游本来以为美国草莓打折。All right, you are now officially a master of the three-two tone pair. You might even be sick of it. But I have one more exercise for you before we go. Like I said, we want to get practice recognizing the tone pair in the wild, in natural speech, in context. So now we'll hear a longer passage that just happens to have quite a lot of words with the three-two tone pair in it. And I'd like you to listen and just see if you recognize any words with the three-two tone pair. That's all. If you don't understand it, of course that's fine. But if you do hear any words you know, that's great. Okay, ready? My friend is a police officer. He used to want to lose weight, but he feels very difficult because his wife always buys vegetables. 奶油饼干，警察请求他女儿不要再买。女儿说不行，饼干很有名，吃饼干让他感觉很满足。我觉得警察很可怜。最后，警察的老婆解决了问题，他去赌博。赌博很快就没钱，然后女儿不能去旅行。虽然减肥的问题解决了，但是警察还是很倒霉。So, did you notice any three-two tone pairs? There are a lot in this passage, but as I said, it's fine if you didn't get all of them or understand the whole thing. Of course, this takes practice. So tomorrow. I'm going to release a practice session for this episode, and I encourage you to keep listening and practicing in the days to come. And in the following days and weeks, when you're talking to somebody, listening to a podcast, watching TV, I'd also encourage you to see if you notice yourself recognizing this tone pair. Give yourself a pat on the back. You just invested a good amount of time in your Mandarin learning. There's a lot here, so also give yourself some time to digest. No need to be perfect. Remember, this is for you. If you have any questions about tones or tone pairs, of course you can always reach me at hello at mftgu.com. And last but not least, I'd like to give a shout out to the supporters of this podcast. Mandarin from the ground up doesn't run ads. It's a free resource for Mandarin learners. And it's funded by donations from listeners. 
I want to take a moment to express my gratitude. Leo, Nona, Rachel, Johannes, Ernon, Ashley, Elaine, and Fox. Thank you so much for pledging monthly support to help me continue to do this work. In the last few months, as one small way to thank them, I released three bonus dialogues on my new website, mftgu.com, along with a listening guide and transcripts. Go ahead and check them out. If you find these lessons helpful, you know who to thank. I also want to thank everyone else who made a one-time donation and anyone who took the time to write and tell me what this podcast means to them. I am grateful to each and every one of you. And this show continues to exist because of you. Once again, thank you for listening to Mandarin from the Ground Up. You're doing amazing. I'll see you next time.